listeners of the Cabin Podcast, it is official. We have cabin merch. Oh, good. We've been talking about it forever. I'm so excited. Now, the funny part to this is, uh, if you follow us on social media, it did come out quite a while ago. Yeah, they've been available for a bit. So, <laughs> Cabin merch has been available for a while. However, uh, if I just lift the curtain, if I break the fourth wall, if you whoa, will. Whoa. Um, I know. <laughs> really risky of me. Um, you know, we obviously record in, in large batches these episodes. So, this is actually the first time we've been back together <laughs> in the studio. So, this is... The delayed first time I get to announce here. Um, we have both t-shirts and some fun stickers. I know by the fall we will actually, and I'll tease it here now, by the fall we should get some mugs, some very fun campfire style mugs. So cabin merch is out there, baby. Got yeah. some good feedback on the cabin podcast t-shirt I've mm-hmm. been wearing around. You have been wearing it around Or to Summerfest, breweries, all kinds of places. Well, you know, yeah. it's cool. Yeah. It's simple, right? And it just it like is. lets people know what, what you know that you listen to the cabin, which there's a lot of you out there yeah. apparently. So there's a lot. This is I how know. you all find each other and have your own little cabin situations. You know? I know of two <laughs> cabin listeners who did recognize the shirt and then me. Yeah. So the shirt first. Too. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, you know, they might have recognized me a little, but wearing the shirt made sure, it pretty obvious. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Yeah, I would hope. <laughs> yeah, and make sure you guys pick up that merch, right? And you're supporting the Cabin Foundation. We have a fund going on for some new chairs around here. <laughs> yeah, if you've seen the, some of our old videos, the chairs we're sitting in are, are basically designed to put us in the least flattering light possible. Right, right. <laughs> and vain as at least I am, I want us in some better chairs so no, we're sitting yeah, up straight. Definitely. <laughs> have good posture. Mm-hmm. Sure, you can project. Like we're in better you can shape. project a little better with the voice. It'll well, all that's be great. true. Yeah. That's, that actually is big in broadcasting. That's mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. That's a, with a podcast, you can be a little more relaxed, which is yeah, nice. Mm-hmm. So, so, to, so to bring it back home, buy some shirts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> buy <laughs> some Kevin yeah. Podcast Foundation. <laughs> <laughs> now we have to start a five hundred one c. Yeah, right. Great. Okay, you know what. I'm an expert in that. Yeah. I've got us taken care yeah. of. Don't worry. But tell you what, in speaking of uh, funding a little bit of that, why don't you take us to our presenting sponsor? Yes. Uh, by the way, if you if you buy enough cabin merch, maybe we could have some cabin kayaks. <laughs> oh, Ooh, that would be right? awesome. That, would be fun. <laughs> that will be our topic momentarily. But for now, the cabin is brought to you by the Wisconsin Counties Association. This week, we're featuring Eau Claire County, named by the French for clear water. And in fact, it was originally the town of Clearwater and a part of Chippewa County. It broke off on its own and was renamed Eau Claire in 1856. Eau Claire, uh, the city, which is the county seat, is the second fastest growing city in Wisconsin after Madison. And the county recently passed the 100,000 mark. And not too many counties in the state have that, so kudos. A lot of beautiful things in the outskirts of Eau Claire County. The Dells Mill and Museum near Augusta. Is a, it's one, probably one of the most Instagrammable spots in the state. It's beautiful woolen mill. I mean, that's you just said some fighting words right there. I, but I stand <laughs> by my words. Uh, the, in, inside Eau Claire itself, and especially in Carson Park, they have the Paul Bunyan Logging Camp, Chippewa Valley Museum. So you can be close to nature. Now, Eau Claire itself, sizable city, about 65,000. It's the headquarters of Menards. Huge center for music. Uh, home to groups like Bon Iver and uh, Justin Vernon, of course, been instrumental with events. Instrumental, get it? Yeah. <laughs> with events like Eau Claire's and uh, the Blue Ox Music Festivals and more. The theater scene is bustling in Eau Claire, especially with the Pablo Center at the Confluence, which if you've ever had a chance to be in Eau Claire at night, the, the way they LED light the bridges over the Eau Claire and Chippewa Rivers around there, it's a stunning place to walk 
and enjoy. Speaking of walking or driving, the Eau Claire Sculpture Tour along the streets of the city offer 53 sculptures, the second largest of its kind in the United States. A lot of great breweries, the Thirsty Monk, the Brewing Project, K-Point, Modicum, or Modicum, however you pronounce it, are all in Eau Claire. Ambibulous is in Altoona. Also in Eau Claire, there's a great uh, winery and distillery called Infinity, which is uh, really good. Uh, and then if you uh, love horseradish, I love a good kick like that. Eau Claire is uh, starting to call itself the horseradish capital of the world because Silver Spring Foods is there. They're the world's largest grower and producer of horseradish. And uh, for the natural landscape and beauty, one of the cool things they have kind of tucked into a hill just southwest of uh, I-94 and the southwest side of Eau Claire, the Silver Mine Ski Jump is pretty cool to see. You can see it for miles around, and it's home to the Silver Mine Ski Invitational every winter. So great place for all seasons, lots of fun. And, of course, if you want a deep dive into Eau Claire itself, you can go back to Episode 102 when Matt Edgar had joined us much for that eric you mm-hmm. had that number right there i did thank <laughs> you for putting it there so <laughs> so proud well good i deserve a drink that's true we all we deserve do. a drink we all deserve a drink on one two three we all, ah. we all deserve a drink for the hard work eric just did <laughs> <laughs> honestly though Spread the credit around. I mean, not? look, I was exhausted listening to that list so of information you carry in your brain. So. I thought you were having a jolly good time listening to that. <laughs> I am having a jolly good time with my jolly good diet fruit punch because, quite frankly, I kept going back to some of my old favorites. I forgot that fruit punch was a also oh, a, a summer a like staple for me. So. Oh, yeah. I'm indulging in some fruit punch. I might do it for the rest of the summer, quite frankly, because it is available in six and 12 packs in select fl- flavors at Festival Foods, Woodman, Sendex, Pickly Wiggly, Triggs, Quality Foods, and so many other local grocery stores, convenience stores. Uh, we've talked about this a lot, that if you especially look on their website, their store locator has got like hundreds and hundreds of places in Wisconsin that carry Jolly Good. Um, and if it's not in your favorite local store, you know what you have to do. Demand. Yep. Demand. Or politely Pick it. ask. Whatever Pick it, works. whatever, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. You just go up to the manager and you're like, I would love it if I could get some Jolly Good right here at my favorite local grocery convenient mart. Um, and I promise, we'll, we'll probably say yes. I and, just saw it at Sendix the other day. Oh, yeah. Well, you yeah. live right by there, so mm-hmm. that would make sense, too. Yeah. And as everyone in this room, at least, is a fan of, Jolly Good Soda has a wonderful diet line. It's caffeine-free, zero calorie, zero carbs, zero sugars. It is the perfect way to enjoy your favorite flavor. Like I said, I've got the diet fruit punch. So great for summer. Um, super tasty. Love it on ice. And it can also make a, a nice mixer. Right, Eric? Indeed. And I love, <laughs> love making a good cocktail with these things. That's really one of the great things they're made for. Absolutely. And make sure that you stay up to date on their Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, um, at Jolly Good Soda for all of their fun promotions, recipes, and uh, some more fun upcoming activities. Yeah, they're always coming up with new stuff. All right. Should we light this fire? By the way, Jolly Good does fit nicely in your cup holder in your kayak. Does it? It can. It's a skinnier can, so it fits all kinds of, yeah. Which is very helpful. It kind of, it can fit pretty much anywhere. Versatility is the key. Mm -hmm. Skinny legend. (laughs) (laughs) So one of our favorite things, what I think is such a Wisconsin staple in the summertime. We just did an episode a couple weeks ago 
about some of the best places to hike in the summer. But I feel like kayaking is just such a staple outdoor activity. Amazing for summer. You can do a version of like winter kayaking, but summer kayaking, it just like it's so quintessential. So perfect. So we had to run through some of our favorite places to kayak in the state. You know, it's funny. I had never kayaked in my life until I worked on this show. Seriously? I hadn't. I just, you know, I saw these. I wouldn't guess that. I didn't really do it. Well, you know, for one thing, a lot of times growing up, I was in in Texas where there's very few natural bodies of water to do it. And when I came back up here, I was focused on people who had pontoons that we could bring beer on and have a good time. (laughs) So I never thought, you know, I was not huge into water sports, but kayaking is one of my favorite things now. That would make, it would make sense that that's not a... A nostalgic activity for you. But yeah, because you've gotten to kayak in some of, just on the show in some of the most iconic places around the state. Yeah. And uh, to, to name one of them, we were at, uh, well, the first, I didn't start with kayaking on this river. I started with whitewater rafting oh, on the Menominee River on the border between Wisconsin and the UP. And there are some class five, I think maybe even class four rapids. Oh, don't scare Ooh. me. I'm sorry, class three, <laughs> maybe class four. Mm, okay. I don't think it goes to class five. But some major rapids, and we did some kayaking on a calmer part of the river. Mm-hmm. And then on the Peshtigo River, which was up in Marinette County also, a lot of little rapids, lots of little waterfalls to get through. So it wasn't like so imposing, but it was a lot of stuff to navigate. Sure. And it was a lot of fun. And that was in one of those inflatable kayaks where you can kind of crash on stuff and bounce off. And okay, then yeah. Other times we were using plastic kayaks where you don't you crash don't bounce. into things yeah. and bounce <laughs> you off. Don't bounce so you don't bounce so much. But that's where something calmer is good. And we actually did a photo shoot for some Discover Wisconsin merchandise in Ah. Lake Wingra in Madison. It's one of the five lakes in Madison. And it's right in the heart of the city in the uh, uh, Arboretum Mm -hmm. near campus. And that's a nice calm lake. You paddle around. And we just had a great time that day. And Mm -hmm. and it was nice because you didn't want to have to navigate waves. You were busy trying to look good in your pictures with your T-shirt. Sure. Leaning back, sucking in, that kind of thing to try to get people to want to buy these shirts. Yeah, I mean, there's a real variety, huh? Like, if you are if you need something calmer and you're just trying to go out for a stroll, that's a possibility, but there's definitely sort of the more adventurous end of kayaking. So Yeah, I mean, there's, yeah. there's rivers and there's small lakes, there's larger lakes, there's lakes Michigan and Superior. I'm sure mm-hmm. we're going to touch on that here. Mm-hmm. So you can have a nice variety of the types of water you go out on. And uh, one, of the, one of the places that I really loved up north was uh, the Chippewa Flowage. Oh, okay. Several weeks ago, we were filming up there, and that was uh, that's a, it's a man-made lake up there. It was formed from a dam built in the 1920s along the Chippewa River, and you ended up with this big lake with a ton of islands in it, about 15, 20 islands, and that's nice because those islands help break up the water in terms of flow and everything, and that kind of helps keep the waves down a little. So uh, that was a wonderful place to kayak, and I'm looking forward to seeing how that episode turns out because there's massive drone footage like, they had the drone buzz me. It almost oh, gave me a haircut. Very cool. Very while I was cool. in the kayak. And then I just watched it zoom into the air. Like, I think he went to 400 feet. Yeah, we've really got some talented drone pilots sticking we around here lately. No, seriously. I've been in a couple of shoots and just been amazed. I'm like, wow, mm-hmm. this, this is some fancy flying going on. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it can get great shots from high up and take a little off the top. Yeah. My <laughs> hairstyle here. So uh, that's, funny. But that's a wonderful place. If you get a chance to paddle in any of those small Northwoods lakes... That's it's really a phenomenal time and it's very peaceful, but there's a lot of uh, other areas in urban parts of the state that's fun too. Yeah, definitely. So many of our cities have rivers that run right through the heart of downtown. For example, into Lake Michigan, mm-hmm. 
And uh, like, because I still have my condo in downtown Milwaukee, and you can put in with two different kayak companies within a three block walk of where my condo is. Hmm. And you can just paddle all the way up and down the rivers through downtown. And the rivers used to be dirtier. I mean, the first time I kayaked on that river, I was pushing mattresses and some other mob informants oh and God. other things no, inside. You, you, oh, when you say dirty, you mean like yeah, yeah, large and, debris. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but they're much cleaner now. You can tell people have been taking better care. I can't tell if that's an exaggeration rivers. or not. <laughs> like, are you? Was there really at some point? There was a lot of debris in the Milwaukee well, River well, back I, in the day. I guess the nice thing is it's not like that anymore. Yeah, it's much much better now. But uh, the, just the sheer scenery around you when there's 30 story buildings right there and river walks and people dining and you know having a beer or brunch or whatever on the on the patios next to you and you can wave to them and other pleasure boats are going by that's another fun experience too so it really runs the gamut and some of the smaller wisconsin cities the sheboygan river and sheboygan empties into lake michigan you can rent kayaks there manitowoc river goes into lake michigan you can rent there two rivers racine the root river goes into lake michigan so there's a lot of not only Milwaukee, but some of the smaller cities that have those rivers and the Lake Michigan experience, you can do both. So I really love that option. Mm-hmm. So I'm obviously going to talk about kayaking in Door County. However, there's a thousand places to do it. Every single beach basically offers like has a hut at least of like kayak <laughs> rentals and and whatever. So I narrowed it down to two and I was going to give two options, one on the Lake Michigan side, one on the Green Bay side. So the Lake Michigan side is pretty obvious because it is iconic. It's Cave Point County Park. Mm. Beautiful, beautiful place. It has so many of kind of like, I feel like it's a very small version of what you would kind of see sea cave wise from like the Apostle Islands because it kind of has some of those like, like it juts in and out. It's an apt comparison. It really is. Yeah. Like obviously it's much more Niagara escarpment than, you know, where as opposed to the Apostle Islands, but that one is very picturesque, so beautiful. And a lot of it is the fact that you're going along the bluff and it's got the caves and it's just really beautiful to do. But you can also, for that county park in general, though, like great place to just picnic, grab a lunch. You know, you can pretty much pull off at any given point, too, because mm-hmm. it's not as it is the Lake Michigan side, but it's not nearly as treacherous as like Lake Superior. Oh, not as much as Lake Superior, but the water mm-hmm. can get a little rough because one of the things around Cave Point is that water will get under some of those rocks that mm-hmm. are along that rocky part of the beach. Yeah. And the water will get forced upwards. Yep. Through the it's like little mini geysers. And that's mm-hmm. one of the cool things about being along the water there. Yeah. Are scenes like that. So if you kayak on it, it's cool, but you do have to navigate it a little. Absolutely. Well I mean Door County was Nicknamed Death Store for a reason. It's those, it's those treacherous yeah, maybe waters. Not, maybe not a beginner level <laughs> kayaking trip there. Well, but <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, that in particular is talking about the very tip of the peninsula where Lake Michigan meets Green Bay. But yes. Um, so, I mean, be careful in general. Yeah. I think that's a blanket. Sure. You know mm-hmm. your general boating rules. Well, if you're on the same lake as a shipwreck, you might want to just yeah. keep in mind to be <laughs> you know, careful. And I'll say this too. I mean, there are plenty of options if that's like your thing and you find that very interesting. There's a lot of like shipwreck tours that you can definitely take even on kayaks. Oh, so, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, and there's a fun. And I'll say it's definitely probably at this point because this episode is coming out end of July. It's basically early August. I would say if you really wanted to see that, I would suggest going in like May, right after like the ice has finished melting on Lake Michigan, because then it's at its clearest point, and then you oh, can yeah. look and see more straight down, um, which I've done before, and it is very cool to do. But by the end of summer, it's not as clear anymore. <laughs> um, anyway, so my other side of the peninsula, so on the Green Bay side, 
My favorite is it's kind of hidden. It is popular, but it's more difficult to get to. And it's Nicolay Beach because it's oh, inside yeah. of Peninsula State Park. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's quite <laughs> you have to navigate yourself there. But I love it because in particular, that little um, boat rental boat it's boat and bikes um for peninsula state park but you can get a lot of different things there like you can get wholesale boats paddle boats um hydro bikes like all like the different things there but why i particularly like it so much is that of course it's beautiful but it is a pretty much a mile if you kayak from that beach it is a mile kayak to get to horseshoe island Oh, and you can get out. That's right. And you can get out and then you can explore that island. Now, there's not, um, when I say that, I mean, it's not an inhabited island. I mean, there's no electricity. There's no, There's no supper club that we're going (laughs) to (laughs) visit. You're not going to find cheese curds and old fashions on Horseshoe Bay. Um, But, not Horseshoe Bay, Horseshoe Island. Might find remnants of some from previous (laughs) visitors, though. Perhaps. If you were lazy with cleaning up your picnic, uh, perhaps. But I think that's fun because it's just, it's it's a nice mile to get to that island. You can, you know, put your boat up somewhere you can walk around and kind of have fun just like exploring that island and then it's which i actually believe if my memory is serving me correctly it's about like a mile walk if you wanted to take it pretty much around probably a little bit more than that and then it's just another mile back to shore now of course you can also uh from there if you go to the other side of the island you can also easily jet yourself into ephraim (laughs) if you wanted to Mm -hmm. of course the uh if you're renting from Nicolay, obviously you have to put your boat back. So, <laughs> well, Horseshoe Island's about 38 acres, so there's plenty to explore on there. It is, it is. So maybe, um, maybe what? There's like a certain trail I'm thinking of that's like a nice, easy, like one mile bit, nice. and then you can head back to your kayak um, if you're not prepared for like a whole day, because <laughs> you could certainly spend a whole day just kayaking, exploring those islands. Um, and quite frankly, when the water is at the right level there will always be a point in between fish creek and ephraim where the strawberry islands will pop out yep because sometimes and in 2020 when the lake was really high i think the, didn't they disappear or close they, to it they do disappear when the water is too is too high um i would say i think my favorite time i saw this and now i'm definitely getting off track but in ephraim there's another port that you can kayak out of that's right across the street from wilson's ice cream shop which is like oh the yeah more iconic ice cream um but that spot also will do parasailing which i've done before and that was cool because then you could see the strawberry islands from up above even if they are submerged underwater oh yeah that's <laughs> you right see where they are supposed to be <laughs> um so those are going to be my two door county shout outs one on so, the lake michigan side one on the green bay side when i first started when i first came to wisconsin i realized that a lot of people kayak right yeah. it's oh, like yeah. it's like a really easy to get into thing because you can buy a kayak for three four hundred bucks maybe a used mm-hmm. one for much less obviously right and then you can get right out in the water yeah, that's that's the point with rentals. If you have an easy way to carry around your kayak, if you kayak more than six times, you probably should buy one. Right? Yeah, yeah. And if you don't, right, the rental space is there. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's a lot we of have places. Options. If you do, if you do get a kayak, it's, there's a lot of places where you can launch from. Um, that's one of the things I really liked about uh, Madison as well when I moved here is that there's so many places where you can launch onto Lake Mendota and it's very calm water, right? So um, I find myself paddleboarding more often, but I've definitely taken the kayak out a time or two. I think you mentioned this earlier because it's a great workout. Too. Oh, yeah. Like oh, it's yeah. all that core work and you can really go on calm water like that as fast or as slow as you want. It's very good yeah. core work and it's very good upper body work, shoulders, yeah. arms, and yeah. And your legs don't have to do much, which yeah, is and nice. And if you need a tan. I mean, like, oh my. You, you need a burn. Yeah, right. Well, I was going to say a tan. However, it's it's 
Such like a reverse farmer's tan when it's like the life jacket. <laughs> yeah. It's like yeah. right on your shoulders. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Mm-hmm. No, I guess to my experience on the on the Sheboygan River was sort of that burn mm. situation <laughs> because yeah. I jumped on. I launched really close to my house and I spent the next 45 minutes kind of just leisurely floating. And without really noticing, I went right through the city over around the pier and found myself in Lake Michigan. <laughs> found myself yeah, you're, you're good, looking at Blue Harbor, yeah, right? Yeah. I found myself a good 30, 40, I don't know, uh, I'd say 30, 40 yards at least away from shore, and it took a good time to get back. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> well, it's a whole different experience when yeah. you get out on that lake. Yeah, definitely. You can sort of see how it turns from that like darker sort of river water into this blue, beautiful, clear, blue uh, water that is Lake Michigan, and you can see right down to the bottom of the sand out there. So it was it was a great experience. But if it's water with waves that people surf on, like they do in oh, Sheboygan, yeah. yeah, that's a bigger challenge for my kayaking. Standpoint. Yeah, I got lucky that day. It seems like <laughs> <laughs> that's my takeaway. Yeah. Okay, I wanted to also ask a couple of our friends within Discover Media Works because they've had some really cool kayaking experiences beyond just the three of us. So first up, Bryce, who, cabin listeners, you'll remember him from quite a few behind-the-scenes segments that we did talking about new episodes. Uh, Welcome back to the cabin. I have to talk to you about your Apostle Islands kayaking trip you did a year ago. Ooh, yeah, that was one of my all-time favorite trips that I've ever done in my time here in Wisconsin. It's beautiful. selfish. I need to learn about it because I'm also planning the same kayaking trip in a couple of weeks. So. <laughs> Excellent. You're going to love it. Yeah. Same. I think just from the description you had right before we started recording, I'm like, oh, maybe I'm doing this also. <laughs> you definitely want to. Um, We're going to get yeah. everybody to do it. Yes. Okay, so, <laughs> We're going to get group campsites. We're yeah, going the whole thing. Let's do this. It'll be perfect. So can you start us from the top? What was the, how, what was the outline of the trip that you took? Yeah, so um, just in moving to Wisconsin, everybody talks about the Apostle Islands being one of these things that you should have on your bucket list. Um, But I found that a lot of locals aren't making the time to go and do it. And so uh, once we had everyone saying like, oh, this is amazing. I can't believe you went out and did that. That's great. um, So just knowing that it was a beautiful spot that we needed to see, we just started looking at it, my partner and I and some friends. um, And, you know, just really just planning through the NPS National Park Service um, website and... Uh, we saw that there's, you know, several rings of islands, but you can kind of kayak between them and uh, do some camping. And, you know, we really wanted to plan about a week uh, to really get in there and enjoy it and, uh, you know, get off the grid for, for a week and just be in nature. That is nice when you're not in a rush, rush, like a quickie weekend kind of thing. You can actually unwind and take it all in. And there's 20 different islands on the Apostles. Yeah, yeah. It's incredible. And we only touched five of them. Uh, we really <laughs> stayed on the, the inner ring. You know, it was our first time out there. And there, there's kind of uh, like a rainbow effect of rings of islands that, that radiate out um, into Lake Superior. And uh, we just stayed on the ones that are closest to land. But even that, you know, it was miles of paddling that we did like across that week. And it was it was tough. And the waters were, were real rough. But it was, it was a blast. Yeah, the water can vary strongly because the outermost island is definitely... Devil's Island, and that's the one that's most exposed. That can get battered by the ocean-like conditions of Lake Superior. Yeah. And when you're closer in, I mean, it's still not it's not glass out there, but you really do get uh, you're able to have a more controlled kayaking experience. Absolutely, and even then, we were having to watch the weather reports. We had uh, marine radios with us that would give out weather reports regularly, and we really had to pay attention to when we were going to launch our boats um, and get off the islands to to go between. Um, and a couple of those days were, were longer paddling journeys and, uh, it was incredibly rough water. I, I, 
you know, I'm used to paddling around smaller lakes that don't have tides like this one. <laughs> there are, you know, five foot waves that you have to crest in your little boat. Um, and they, they have restrictions on the boats too. We, we only allow sea kayaks, <clears throat> excuse me, or uh, like larger double kayaks. And you need that, that extra weight and that extra length on the boat in order to, to make it across a lot of those waves. They don't let the little smaller ships go out. Huh, that makes me feel... Like, because I have not been to Lake Superior yet, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I, I'm assuming you're teaching me that Lake Superior and Lake Michigan are very different beasts within the Great Lakes. Yeah, yeah. Lake Superior is bigger. Um, it is the Superior Lake. <laughs> uh, it is, and you know, even even that close to shore, it's pretty pretty outrageously um, full of waves. <laughs> it mm-hmm. was it was a surprise. Gordon Lightfoot writes songs about Lake Superior for a reason. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and when you get in that kayak in that lake, that gets in your brain. You're like, oh, yeah, this is that huge lake where you can be out of sight of land for two days when you're on a major ship. So when you're on the kayaks, yeah, you want to stick around the islands. Yeah, absolutely. They're so beautiful and so natural. I mean, there's no... Only one of those Apostle Islands is inhabited at all by people, and that's Madeline. Madeline, yeah. And the rest are just, you could camp overnight, but that's it. Yep, yep. It's really just, uh, it reminded me a lot of backpacking trips that I've taken where, you know, it's really just hiking in and finding a spot in the middle of nowhere. Um, uh, but the National Park Service has done an excellent job. The campsites that were out on the islands that we did, which were um, Basswood and Oak and York and Sand Island, we kind of did like a little circuit. Um, they all had fire rings and tables and little tent pads and they were, they were pretty posh, uh, <laughs> sites, uh, compared to some of the things, but it really did have that in the middle of nowhere kind of feel. Um, there's nothing there but trails. Um, there's like, you know, we'd run into quarries or a waterfall or a lighthouse every once in a while. And there were things to do and check out and explore, um, at each of the islands that we stopped at. So our days were pretty full, but, um, yeah, you're not, you're not running into roads, traffic, anything. Yeah. No vehicles out there, no movie theaters. <laughs> you're a long way away from any McDonald's or traffic lights yeah. or any of that kind of stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So Eric, you did kayak off of, um, did you say it was Devil's, Devil's Island? Island, which mm-hmm. is the northernmost land point in the state of Wisconsin. It's the okay. outermost Apostle Island, although there's a couple that are close. Mm-hmm. That one island. has, there's a lot of great caves in these islands, but Devil's Island is considered the most spectacular. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we lucked out because we went out on a day, this was, I think, in August, and it was just very fortunate. The water temperature was 66 degrees. The air temperature was about 80, and there were, the winds were calm. All the conditions were just right mm-hmm. for a, if you were a novice kayaker, you could still get out there and enjoy so it didn't have to be an adventure in the uh, adrenaline sense of danger, but it was in the sense of just enjoying natural beauty. And it was just, uh, I didn't want to leave. Mm-hmm. We were out there paddling for, I don't know, three, three and a half hours. Teddy was there uh, paddling with me with his camera, just getting all these gorgeous shots. And you'd, you're just thinking, and first of all, and you're looking out at the lake and you're like, wow, Minnesota's that way. Ontario <laughs> is this way, all the way over to this way, mm-hmm. but hundreds of miles out. And it's just amazing to think about. I feel like you would have to have the perfect conditions if you were bringing a videographer <laughs> who has to follow you <laughs> yeah. with very expensive equipment. <laughs> Discover Wisconsin is not pleased if you drop into the water with a $10,000 camera. I no. would imagine no one would be thrilled with that. <laughs> I would get mad if I got my Fitbit wet. <laughs> so Yeah, there you go. Um, Brace, what are some more 
what are other tips, tricks? What are things that people would need to know in order to really prepare themselves to go kayaking in the Apostle Islands? Yeah, really, the biggest resource that I had in preparing for the trip was um, was just talking to the National Park Service, just calling up and talking to the rangers. They helped us kind of figure out a plot. Um, they also helped with site reservations and you know the actual transaction of it. <laughs> but they they had recommendations in which sites would be the most beautiful and what kind of made sense with our experience level in terms of how far we might want to go each day. They had information on features that each of the islands had, um, which ones were the safest bets in terms of the weather, like that you would, even in the harshest weather conditions, still have a way to get your boat onto the dock and get onto land. Um, and they, yeah, incredibly invaluable. Um, the, the other big thing that we got from them was a lot of safety. Um, they recommend that you take a safety course and we were able to do that just a couple hours before we took off the the day uh, that we did take off from uh, the kayak rental company that we had they were just able to give us a lot of pointers we go out into the water and they have you do like a wet exit where you turn your kayak over and pull yourself out of uh, the little spray skirt that you have and right your boat and as a team because um, they always recommend you go out with other people and not just do this by yourself uh, they show you how to do like a little uh, T formation where you can actually put your kayak up on top of one of your friend's kayaks to help stabilize everything as you're like getting back in and dumping all the water out and everything like that you might need. Um, and those were things I'd never done before. <laughs> Just paddling around little creeks and, you know, Puget Sound back in the Northwest at home. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I never really had to worry about that, but I feel like my, my kayaking skills have leveled up, uh, considerably, uh, taking care of some of the, the precautions, I guess, that come with, with a more extreme trip like this. That's awesome. I'm personally really, really excited to be able to to do this. So thank you so much for coming on and uh, informing our listeners and also me <laughs> <laughs> on some things to prepare for an Apostle Islands kayaking trip. I feel like it's the most iconic place in the state to kayak. So thank you so much. Yeah, of course. Go see some sea caves. It's beautiful. Okay. And next up, I'm so excited because Cameron, you have not been on the cabin before. This is your first time joining us in here. Uh, Cameron is the our graphic designer um, extraordinaire for our world for Discover Media Work. So uh, if you ever look at the podcast, particularly on Spotify, anywhere that actually shows our really beautiful thumbnails, Cameron is behind all of those. Uh, so welcome to the cabin for the first time. Thanks for having me. Oh, nice. I love that sound effect. So, Cameron, we wanted to talk to you today because you particularly love fishing and kayaking. Uh, So we have to talk about that combo and where you like to do that the most. Okay. Yeah. Um, So I got into fishing while kayaking uh, maybe like six or so years ago Um, just because like I always wanted a boat. Of my own. Like, my grandpa had a boat (laughs) of his own. Um, But it was like my dad just wanted something to get me into it um, without, obviously, purchasing a boat and the upkeep, maintenance on the boat, everything. Um, So that's kind of how I got into it. Um, And, I mean, I like to... I kind of go kayaking for the sake of fishing, I'm not that much of like a scenic kayaker. Um, so for you, kayaking is a vehicle for fishing. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Yes. I was going to ask which one came first, like chicken and egg type thing. Right? Oh, the, the fishing came okay. long before the kayaking. Well, it's appropriate yep. that here in the cabin you're sitting under the large fish. That's true. The two yeah. large oh, fish. Oh, yeah. I put those up this morning for you. Yeah, yeah nice <laughs> musky. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> Does it smell bad in here? Oh, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It's good. Okay, Fresh so. Catch. <laughs> perfect. Cameron, where, what is your favorite place in Wisconsin to do your fishing and kayaking combo? Uh, probably the Wisconsin River, just because it's such a, like, mixed bag. Uh, you can go out there and, I mean, pretty much every fish species in Wisconsin is in the Wisconsin River. Some that are unique to the Wisconsin River, like, uh, paddlefish. It's the only place in the state where there's any paddlefish. Not that you can catch them. You don't want to catch them. <laughs> but Legend has it they're out there, yeah. <laughs> and they're enormous, and they'll jump out of the water. So you oh, wow. want to be wary because you could actually get knocked out of your kayak by uh, paddlefish, sturgeon, uh, carp, like everything up, especially if you go under the Prairie de Sac Dam. Everything is enormous, and everything likes to jump out of the water. Yeah. You so, ever, have you ever had a close call while you were out there? Uh multiple but never <laughs> close enough like not not in danger of knocking me off but like very terrifying but that's part of the fun of it uh, cool. so <laughs> so is this part of a but deal where fish fun. fish are aware of a world outside of the water <laughs> and they like to jump out into that as for kicks right oh yeah. yeah yeah so if they manage to slap you out of your kayak they can tell all their fish friends yeah so you see how bad i hit that's that like guy. the bragging rights <laughs> yeah. for fish all right yeah, so, uh, I mean, it's part the fishing, part, like, I mean, where else could you see something like that? Like, sure. that's that's yeah. probably the only spot in the state that you can see uh, enormous fish jumping out of the water. But um, uh, muskie fishing, smallmouth fishing, crappie, like, if you can find uh, each species kind of has, like, a season on the Wisconsin River, and once you find that out... There's like opportunities for fishing throughout the year. You just have to know, you have to like figure out, you got to see what other people are doing. Um, and yeah, you'll see like the walleye guys come in when they're making a run up the river. But um, as long as you figure that out, there's opportunities the whole year on the Wisconsin River. Cool. So when we had Bryson here, he gave us some tips to prepare for his kayaking recommendation, the Apostle Islands. Uh, if somebody was looking to do some fishing and kayaking, how would you, um, you know, what would you recommend in terms of tips? Uh, uh, I mean, there are like kayaks specifically made for fishing. Like we're talking rod holders. You've got like um, beer can holders. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> they can double as that. Things, yeah. Yeah. You can't fish uh, without beer. Yeah. Well, that was one of the things I was going to ask about because yeah. I love kayaking. And I love the core work because you're balancing all the time. Mm -hmm. But when you're fishing, especially when you're fighting a fish and trying to reel it in, you got to make a lot of motions that wouldn't necessarily provide you with a center on the kayak itself. So you have to do kind of a little extra balance work. Do you need more of an extra wide kayak, ideally, for fishing? Or uh, Yep, yep. That's what I was going to get into is you'll see those uh, fishing kayaks. They're wider. They've got, most of the time, they've got a pedal drive system oh, where you're okay. actually like using your feet to pedal it and you're stirring up the water a little more that way too yep yep and then that lets you keep your hands free for fighting the fish okay um but i mean this whole time i i have never had a pedal drive kayak uh i can see the appeal of it uh, definitely but um like you're talking about you just kind of have to go with the flow a little bit more like let the fish pull you 
And if you're going to go somewhere, like, just kind of go with it. Like, don't don't try to fight it or else that's when you're going to get sure, yeah. knocked over. Right. Um, but, yeah, yeah. So fishing kayaks are definitely wider to support you kind of doing that. Um, but not not required, I don't think. Okay. Mm-hmm. My other question, too, is that the Wisconsin River is huge so Mm -hmm. and there's obviously a lot more safe kind of tame places to to be in some more dangerous waters to be in um so where exactly do you you know in terms of direction of the state where are you kind of doing a lot of your fishing from i do most of my fishing like i talked about earlier like below the prairie to sack dam is normally where i go uh but Coincidentally, that's probably one of the most dangerous spots on the river. <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay. Uh, Let's go for a beginner, yeah. yeah <laughs> Let's yeah. say somebody wanted probably to get into it. Not. Uh anywhere like way up north, that's when the river it's a lot less big, like uh a lot less moving water, uh, but also a little more shallow and rocky. So there's sure. kind of a trade off there. But I would definitely not recommend if you're just getting into fishing, do not go where I go because it is mucho dangerous, very, very <laughs> dangerous. Uh, but I, I mean, as long as you're always wearing your life jacket, like it doesn't matter how much the water's churning, like how rough it is, like you will be fine. You, sure. you might lose all your fishing stuff, but <laughs> at the end of the day, like you're going to be okay. That's, that's the biggest thing is like, yeah, where I go, um, you, especially down there, like sometimes there are drownings that happen. Like it's, it's very dangerous. Yeah. So just remembering um, basic boating safety is yeah. really kind of important. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Cameron, I'm so excited you did your first initial debut in the cabin to talk to us about (laughs) (laughs) about fishing and kayaking. So we really appreciate it. Thanks for coming in. Yep, definitely. Thanks for having me. I loved both of those, like, very different takes on on kayaking trips. Well, balancing kayaking and fishing was interesting to me. I mean, that's probably how they used to do it in the old days, both of them were overachievers. Five-day camping trips and fishing (laughs) while you're kayaking. (laughs) Now I'm feeling like a wuss. They're making us look lazy. No, that's great. It's for those listeners. (laughs) Well, and especially, too, I mean, you know, I would love to be more in Bryce's level, but... When I plan my trip, I'm definitely going to look for a hotel, right, Eric? Yeah, and it's of course it's a great way to stay uh, and relax after a long ride because you want a nice, comfortable hotel. Mm-hmm. And no matter where you go across the state, of course, there's a Best Western hotel waiting for you, including five hotels in the northeast quadrant of the state. That includes the multi-story Best Western Riverfront Inn in Marinette. I've stayed there many a time, right on the state line. UP's right across the way. Best Western Derby Inn in Eagle River, uh, named for the Winter Snowmobile Derby, which is really fun. Big, big snowmobiling area there. The Best Western Maritime Inn in Sturgeon Bay. It's right in the, right uh, just northeast of downtown Sturgeon Bay. Great access to just about every point in Door County. Right next to Lambeau is the Best Western Green Bay Inn Conference Center, which, boy, that, that, that place has been there a while. They refurbished it beautifully. Uh, but heck, my dad used to stay there back in the days when he was on um, business and it was always a great place to stay, but you are so close to everything, including the Resch Center and uh, Lambeau Field and all the bars that, you know, the Anduzis and the Stadium mm-hmm. Club and Badger State Brewing are just on your other side. You are literally in the heart of it all. 
And then in the middle of the Northwoods, the Best Western Plus Concord Inn in Minocqua. Phenomenal location right across from Lake Minocqua. You're wedged in between southbound and northbound US 51 there. They've got a nice lounge, great place for breakfast. The shops, the restaurants, the fudge shops on on, uh, the main stretch, antique shops, all of that are within a two-block walk. Hiking, outdoor activities, and everything on Lake Minocqua, all right outside your door. So definitely worth checking out. BestWesternWisconsin.com will connect you to all of them. Mm-hmm. And those those points never expire, Eric. I know. I love that part. <laughs> um, speaking of some, some points and some perks, I've got to talk about our merch again. I'm so excited for it. We've been designing merch for such a long time and things <laughs> that we wanted to do and bring to cabin listeners, especially to just kind of like show your love for the show. Eric, you've been wearing your shirt all around town. Yeah, well, it's so much fun to see it all come to fruition. Yeah. You know, when stuff's in your head and then suddenly it's mm-hmm. on you as a t-shirt. Yeah. It's very nice. It's and then very fun. It's great when people say, oh, hey, where can I get one of those? <laughs> and then you can point them in the right direction. But now we can point them in for a nice little discount. Right. Well, and I'm so excited because, once again, breaking the fourth wall, I mean, we started the merch conversation in November. We did it at our, at our last, uh, our mm-hmm. end of the year, like fourth quarter meeting. For oh, we wanted to complain like crazy, did we? Oh, yeah, we did. <laughs> and so, but like, that's how long this conversation has been going on, how many designs we went through. We tried making everything just absolutely perfect. So, and we'll have a lot more coming out in the future, especially if everyone enjoys it. The- first bit of merch we have out. Yeah, we're so. kind of on the trial pieces, right? Yeah, we are. And there's a lot more fun designs coming out. And like I said, there should be a mug coming out more in fall. So I'm really excited for all of it. It's huge. So if you go to shop.discoverwisconsin.com, that's where you're going to find our couple of pieces for the cabin. However, you can use the code cabin, one word. I don't think it actually matters if it's all caps or Lower caps. Doesn't um, matter. But, and that gives you 15% off site-wide on anything and everything, not just cabin stuff. So anything that you want, because we have, we've got stickers, we've got mugs, we've got oh, yeah. sweatshirts. The Discover um, Wisconsin shop goes deep, for sure. It does. Yeah. I mean, this year they also introduced like a line of kids stuff. You know, our annual calendar is always in there. So make sure that you are heading to shop.discoverwisconsin.com. Use the code cabin for 15% off everything site-wide. Very, very nice. Mm-hmm. All right. What do we got for reviews? I'm so excited. We have quite the flurry of new reviews that have come in. So obviously. Well, I guess makes... all the begging has worked. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yes. My begging has has worked because. And like. Uh, so I chose. Don't encourage it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't I will encourage it all I want to, Jesus. No, I meant, I meant Eric. Don't oh. encourage you. <laughs> Don't encourage me. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. So I chose this review on purpose for this episode because I thought it was a great compliment. We're doing best places to kayak in Wisconsin. This review is about our best places to do summer hiking. It was about episode 128. Uh, it comes from KZ, KZ Warts, KZWart18. <laughs> One of those variations should be right on Apple Podcasts. And it reads, awesome. Thank you so much for sharing your favorites. Um, I can't wait to hit the trails, sharing this episode with all of my hiking friends. And thank you. That's exactly what we're looking for. We're looking Precisely. for you to love the content want to plan something share it with your friends leave us a review yep. and this make is it my, useful for yourself this That's is the my biggest star part. person star mm-hmm. listener right here so thank nice. you very much uh and i hope that you loved best places to kayak just as much as our summer hiking yeah we'll look forward to more reviews next week and make sure mm-hmm. you join us because the topic will be wisconsin the blank capital of the world we're the world capital in so many things Ooh. so many things
Yes, we're going to get kitschy next week, so be ready. The suspense is out there. And as we get ready to wind things down, a message here from the All of Us Research Program, Insulin, Penicillin, the Heart Transplant. All of these medical breakthroughs were thanks to research. Research made possible with the help of volunteers. And that's where you come in. The All of Us Research Program is asking for people from across the U.S. to share their unique health information. Because the more data researchers have, the faster they can find the next health breakthrough. But there can be no breakthroughs without research. And there's no research without you. Details at joinallofus.org slash discoverwi. Today's episode of The Cabin was hosted by Eric Paulson, Jesus Reyes, and me, Susan Foch. Produced by me and audio engineering by Jesus Reyes with video teasers by Logan Ingram with social media by me and Courtney Haas. The Cabin is a production brought to you by Discover Media Works. To learn more, head to discovermediaworks.com and don't forget to leave us that five-star review. And here's this week's installment of Know Your Wisconsin. There are few people in history who completely revolutionized the way humans interact with the world but Wisconsin's own Frank Lloyd Wright is one of them. Born in Richland Center in 1867, Wright is considered by many to be the greatest American architect of all time. His architectural philosophies changed the way humans think about living in our built environment. Wright believed in designing buildings that exist in harmony with their time and natural surroundings. All components of a building should appear unified within itself and the greater landscape and functionally it should serve to enrich and connect the lives of those inside it. This guiding design philosophy, organic architecture, as Wright called it, led him to create some of the most innovative architectural works throughout the 20th century. And many of his most iconic buildings can be found right here in Wisconsin. A lot of control and manipulation in his buildings. He yeah. wants you to feel and live in his homes a certain way. And he wants you to feel uncomfortable and claustrophobic when the ceilings are low and he wants you to want to get out and get into these large spaces that open up. I mean, if you think about it, the building and the, and the lake are so uh, in union, you know, they, they just feel like they, they blend together and that's the philosophy of organic architecture. The entry is beautiful, I love it, but the, the uh, lake is, is the reason that the building exists. So he thought that he could bring nature inside using these columns and he envisioned it almost as a glade of trees and the sunlight filtering down through the leaves would bring that natural element to the employees working in here. Wright always capitalized the word nature and one of his quotes was, nature is all that we will ever see of the body of God. And, and that's the inspiration for, I believe, organic architecture and especially for this building. If you want to pay homage to our dear Frank and change the way you look at architecture in the process, you can take a self-guided driving tour on Wisconsin's Frank Lloyd Wright Trail. And now you know you're Wisconsin.